Welcome to Oops All Apocalypses, a show where we explore the collapse of society by playing fun tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host, Stu Masterson, and I'm joined by one of my favorite co-hosts. <laughs> That's so sweet. Wait, you got two here because, hey everyone, I'm Brady, and I play Book McCready, a super sturdy sleuth who just walked off a sniper rifle shot despite having his eardrums blown out by a psychic scream. Oh, Brady, I didn't know you were going to make it for this yeah, intro. Yeah, I'm here. And I'm Jacob. I play Ocean, a gentle giant and burgeoning astral projectionist. Ooh, that's exciting. How's my Brady impersonation? That was perfect, yeah. And your comment is for people, for eagle-eared listeners we have... You may have noticed that Brady should have been very close. Sorry, not Brady. Book should have been very close to dying from the gunshot last episode. But he yeah. forgot about the significant damage he took from failing his open his brain roll and the shrieking sound of Vesuvius yelling in his ear. We did the math and he wouldn't have died. So it didn't math really change anything, but it would have been a much more intense moment because he would have had a single hit point. <laughs> While you guys were playing around, making jokes still. <laughs> but he's fixing it on his sheet. That's as punishment. He's been kicked out of the century. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. He's not allowed to record today until he thinks about what he's done. Him not making it. This is poorly timed because we were joking about Brady dying last time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he's not dead. He'll be here. He'll actually be in the rest of the episode. Just not in this intro. Right yeah, I think this is, is this our first intro where we only have one of us. Uh, I did one entirely by myself. Oh, that's true. You did. And you and Brady and you and Brady recorded one in a hotel room, right? Yeah. The bonus episode we don't talk about, oh. even though it has my favorite joke I've ever made in it. What what, what, what joke was that? I'm 69 for a moment. <laughs> caught in between balls and tears. That is a great, that is a great joke. I forgot about that entirely. <laughs> God, that was the only reason we probably released that episode with terrible audio that I had to put music behind so you couldn't hear our AC unit. Oh man, no, I, uh, anytime I, I recommend somebody to listen to us, I'm like, okay, just ignore my mic for the first 15 episodes or so. And then I swear, <laughs> I swear That's I better. sound better. But yeah, you got a better setup. Yeah. We got some quite nice audio professional recording now. We do have a little bit of like housekeeping things to do first. If you don't listen to the outros, we are very shortly going to be recording our episode 40 recap thing where we go through episodes 21 through 40. So if you have any questions related to that, definitely send them to us at oops at stew.cool. Or if they're specifically for any of us, you can actually use our little real names at stew.cool. So like if you like Jacob, you can send it to Jacob at stew.cool yeah, or Brady just, at stew.cool. You just reminded me that I, that I have that email. <laughs> and that is stu.cool. And cool is spelt like it normally is. It's wild. We're on 40 episodes or close to 40 episodes. Kind of wild. Yeah. We've almost been at this for a year. We're coming up on our one year anniversary. Ooh. Yeah. Will our one year anniversary happen to coincide with our 40th episode? With our recording schedule, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, but it may. Less exciting information is that Google Podcast is closing down at the end of March. So if you're using Google Podcasts, there's a bunch of ways to like export it and switch to other podcatchers. Uh, they're trying to make everyone move to YouTube Music to listen to podcasts. Why? So we are up there now. We like did all the necessary stuff to make sure our podcast is available there. I personally am not a super big fan of YouTube Music. I just don't like the 
layout of it. Yeah. But we have a good amount of listeners who are using Google Podcasts now, so just be aware that in a little over a month, they're just going to close down forever for some reason. Uh, what podcatchers do you use, Jacob? What are some of your favorite ones? I use Spotify is my main one, just because it's so easy to use. It's not my favorite. I'm not a biggest fan of Spotify, to be honest with you, besides like the the music side of it. Yeah. But my main one that I use is on, um, it's an app on the iOS uh, called Overcast, and that's been my favorite for a while now. Right. I think Overcast is also available on Android. And, is it now? Yeah, I've heard that's a good one for Android people. I think it's only on Android uh, is Pocket Casts is my favorite. It's a good one. It lets you do as all the normal things you'd like to see. It's not super clunky, pretty straightforward to use. And for any people who have private RSS feeds, so if you're like a Patreon subscriber to someone, it lets you import those. Which oh, that's cool. For some reason, a lot of podcatchers don't let you do. So it's pretty much my favorite. I do have way too many of them. But, but those are the two unfun things. I don't want to do a question of fall in love since book isn't here right yeah now. i mean can't fall in love with myself yeah that's frowned upon by the catholic church that's what the antidepressants are for <laughs> so i thought i'd just ask you a question without any preparation that okay sounds good. am okay. i still answering this in character as this is gonna be a jacob question this is a jacob question oh shit yeah people get to learn about me through all these questions and i don't like it i feel like i'm getting left out to dry with all of my appropriate answers all right i'm excited i feel on the spot yeah this is gonna be a nice apocalypse related question because that's what this podcast is supposed to be about okay Okay, if you had to draft a five-person team to be your party in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, Oof. who would it be? I think some qualifiers on this are it can be fictional or non-fictional, but it can't be anyone who has like superpowers. Does that make sense? Fictional or non-fictional can't be somebody with superpowers. Can't be explicitly matched, I would say. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that makes the apocalypse too easy. One more qualifier, you're, uh, just assume all of your loved ones are included. Like they're, they're fine. They'll be a part of your whatever pod you figure out. So don't waste spots on all those people. Okay, so I'm drafting my fictional character apocalypse party it could be real people too or real people. but yeah usually fictional people are a little stronger and uh better at things okay you can do it with like a mind of okay i think i'm going to survive my apocalypse by like hunkering down somewhere so these are the people i want but there's no guarantee you'll be in that situation like so think about that you may want a little more flexibility in your people okay. but you can still aim for something you know like with these three people i think we'd be able to do this good am i part of this five am, am i included in the five person or is it five no five okay. additional people you get five free agents to come to your existing pod of apocalypse survival okay the moment you ask that two people fictional characters pop to the top of my head just out of the blue the first is ash from the evil dead that's a great choice i think he'd be a great choice <laughs> second choice this is an obscure movie it's it's not obscure i don't know why i said that this is an older movie it's not really well remembered by a lot of people so i think a lot of people just forgot about it and i don't remember the character's name but the main character in book of eli the blind badass guy yes denzel washington i feel like those two would be my front line like defend me kind of situation i love book of eli we talked about it in the first episode we did we did yeah <laughs> That is a good, that is a, that is a solid movie. I think a lot of people forgot about, but yeah, I'd have him. So that's my two. Those are, I think those two would cover my like frontline fighter types to, to keep me safe. And uh, yeah, they'll provide good protection. Definitely. Yeah. I need a smart idea guy. 
yeah, none of them are going to be kind of cracking the code for the because you also don't know exactly what type of apocalypse. So this could be like a zombie apocalypse where you're looking for a cure, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I need a smart idea guy. Yeah, that's an important point. You're drafting them now pre-apocalypse. So you don't know what's going to happen. You're getting them on retainer. Yeah, so we're prepped and we're getting prepped and ready. I want Sherlock Holmes on my team. Oh, damn it. I was going to take him. I think about I that's about him. the best smart idea guy you can possibly have. We should have gone one at a time. You've <laughs> yeah. drafted one of my players right from under me. <laughs> Taken right from you. So Sherlock Holmes, I think, will pretty much cover me when it comes to uh, smart ideas. And I'm going to go also with Katniss Everdeen from Hunger Games. Because hmm. I think she may stab and kill me in my sleep to protect herself. But she's pretty smart. And she's got really good survival skills when it comes to gathering stuff. And she's got long-range support with her bow. So I think she'd be a pretty valuable member of the team. That's true. Like, uh, Mr. Book of Eli, I'm not sure. Like, he obviously was able to survive in the wilderness and, like, knew a lot of stuff. But I, he wasn't, like, go out into the woods and get me a deer, I think, type person. So I've got my two, my two defend me guys. I've got Sherlock Holmes. I've got Katniss. I need one last person. I need a jack of all trades that can basically just do anything. I, I don't want to weigh your list here, but you don't have a lot of very fun people. A lot of them are a little independent. You know who I'd pick as my last pick? I think I'd pick Samwise Gamgee as my last pick. That's so good. I don't think he'd be particularly useful in the survive, like the survival side, but he'd just be a very loyal, valuable friend there who would support me and he'd be fun. And he would cook really good food with whatever scavenging things we can scavenge out. I think he'd be a great choice to wound up my team. That is an annoyingly good selection <laughs> to round out your team. I'm upset by how good your team became with that one little the glue. Yeah, to yeah hold he, it he's the he's the heart and soul of my my kind of callous cold individuals. He just took all those people who I said are going to be kind of cold and independent, and now they're going to be best friends forever. You guys are going to be. We're going to have a great like, narrative arc of like growing together as a team. I like my list. I think that's a great no, you list. Have a very good list to run down your list one more time, real quick. Yeah, I've got Denzel Washington from book of elas <laughs> that's all i wrote <laughs> <laughs> i've got uh ash from evil dead i've got sherlock holmes who i think honestly covers he's also kind of an all-rounder i think he can pretty much do everything i think and even in the books he still beats the shit out of people constantly so um i got katniss everdeen and i got samwise gamgee that's a good list and you have you have a inside advantage because you also you already have medical expertise yeah that's true so like, yeah. i feel like i need to fill that bucket in my list but you don't have to yeah the first thing i was thinking was like none of these people can do first aid. i was like <laughs> shit jacob can't let's say i've got it covered and several of my loved ones are also medical professionals. <laughs> Damn it. You are in a good spot. I think you're going to survive this apocalypse and I'm you're excited. gonna have a good time doing it. Though I will say it's gonna be post uh post Lord of the Rings Samwise GMG. So he's experienced and seen the world. Okay. That's even better. Yeah. He's basically been through the apocalypse already. Yeah, so he's he's pretty much been through anything you could have. Okay. I feel like I gotta my hardest gap right now is thinking of someone who does have medical expertise. And there's not like a psycho crazy serial killer character. Yes, most of the people in media who do have medical expertise. Okay, I'm going to choose. Um, I'm going to work around my own rule here. Okay. I don't know if this is going to be legal or not. I'll, I'll evaluate. Okay, I was going to say the main character from iZombie. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't work, because she is technically a zombie, and I think spoilers for the ending. 
<laughs> I don't think she actually gets cured ever. Mostly, doesn't she have superpowers from being a zombie? <laughs> yes, she has superpowers from being a zombie. So instead, what I'm going to say is Dr. House. <laughs> Doctor. Oh, that's a great choice. That kind of covers the Sherlock Holmes, too. Like, yeah. Since you took my Sherlock Holmes, I will get the modern Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I'm kind of beating myself up. That is an amazing choice. But he needs a team. He cannot work on his own. We've learned this. So I would pick one of my favorite characters, which would either be Chaser 13, but that seems like a bad call. So I'm going to say actual Olivia Wilde and hope that she came up with some good <laughs> real life real Olivia, Olivia Wilde because 13 has a short lifespan in house not to be a downer or more spoilers for house but so I'm gonna go with real wide Olivia Wilde what's she gonna bring to your team she's an actress right she's a big famous actress yeah but so. she can play her role and kind of bounce stuff I think she's probably learned a lot of medical jargon yeah, to yeah. work with real Dr. House as her character so she'll be an actress playing so she yeah so <laughs> But like you learn all the time in house that he really can't work by himself. He needs someone to bounce someone ideas to bounce off. Him. Yeah, and and you know her being a famous actress, she's very personal. She can probably be your like diplomat if you find other groups of people. Be like, yes. I mean, who's going to want to shoot Olivia Wilde, right? Yeah, no. You one. come into an encampment, Olivia Wilde's like, "Hi guys, I'm Olivia Wilde. Let me." In. <laughs> They'll be like, "Sure, we'll bring you in." And as we'll probably see from the rest of my list that I'm still coming up with in my head, I, I highly rate, I think, entertainment. So having an actress who could like act and perform would be a really good thing. In yeah, she could put on a single single woman show. Well, what if I get three more actors? You don't know. <laughs> That's true. Because my next one is going to be John Cusack from Ghost <laughs> Point Blank. <laughs> But let me be more clear, not John Cusack's character in Gross Point Blank. I'm going to say John Cusack from that time period, because by that point, he's already a black belt in kickboxing. So the real life John Cusack from that time period. Yes. Okay. Yes. And after Gross Point Blank, he's had some weapons training for the film. He plays an assassin in that film, so he kind of knows his way around. He's obviously not going to be an expert. He's not like a Keanu Reeves coming in here, okay. but... He's going to know enough, and he also, he's a wonderful actor. I feel like he's probably a pretty fun guy to talk to in real life, too, from what I've heard. Yeah, he used to be friends with Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> okay, so you got two actors here, so you can start your own traveling theater troupe now. Um, which leaves me with the need for musicians, obviously. So I'm going to go with Nate from the band Fun. I can't remember his last <laughs> name right now. Like, the, the, the uh, I'm sexy and I know it Fun? No, that's LMFAO. That's LMFAO. You're right. You're correct. Fun is We Are Young was their last album. No, that uh, wasn't the name of their last album. Some Nights is the name of their last album. But he is an amazing Some Nights, singer. that's the damn song that I was thinking of. Yeah, he's an amazing singer, but the reason I'm picking him is not that. There's tons of amazing singers I love, but it's that he does not know how to play any instruments. And I do, so I won't be obsolete. Oh, I'll be able to. So Elfon will get to play some music together, and I really hope he hasn't learned how to play instruments in the last fifteen years, which is, I think, when I heard that fact. <laughs> He's an amazing singer that only sings, which is pretty crazy because he clearly has like a good feel for music. <laughs> so my big issue now is the only person who can really hold up good in a fight. Well, I think Olivia Wilde would be pretty good in a fight. Probably should be okay. John Cusack from <laughs> Point Blank, who only knows close <laughs> quarter combat. You put a lot of faith in John Cusack. <laughs> Yeah, too. he's a black belt in kickboxing, like I mentioned, which he, he picked up kickboxing because his character in Say Anything was just did kickboxing. And he stuck with it throughout his life until he got a black belt and is like super good at it. <laughs> it's crazy. So he's so driven as an idiot. What a good choice. But I think I need someone who's like a real like you got both Denzel Washington <laughs> from Book of Eli and Ash from Evil Dead, yeah. which is like it's hard to get through those two while yeah. I'm sitting here hoping Olivia Wilde <laughs> used a gun in some of her movies. I've got two fictional characters that are uh, very skilled in combat and you have 
three actors and Dr. House. <laughs> and also I have a little gap in my kind of survival area, I guess. I've got some ideas, but I'm not sharing them with you. Yeah, you don't share. You can tell me <laughs> yeah. how I mess up afterwards. I really wasted a good spot by my Olivia Wilde joke. <laughs> Who's a big badass? Like, there's some easy ones, like Rambo. Yeah, but Rambo's not very smart. I, w I don't think I'd want to hang out with Rambo. I wouldn't have fun with them. Man, I have a lot of big personalities already. Like, I think they're mostly friendly big personalities, but these are people, except Dr. House, obviously, who's a jerk. But they're all people who like to be the center of attention so i need that samurai's capture right now but i also need him to be a battle master who can kill waves of zombies there's a really great choice here that you're missing that i'm just just not gonna tell you until, uh, oh until after you pick and then you're gonna be like god damn that's a, such a good choice we i I'm, I'm regretting kind of picking it myself honestly i think i'm gonna just take a hit on being able to be very offensive. We're going to have to hunker down somewhere pretty strong. Okay. You're going more on the the personable survival kind of side. Seeing this list I've come up together, I need someone, I need my Samwise Gamgee, who I think the closest individual who exists in real life to that would be, I'm going to say maybe late 90s Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> late 90s Jimmy Buffett. It's a pretty good choice. I like that. That yeah, fits your music too. Unfortunately, he can play a lot, he can play a lot of instruments. So now I'm completely obsolete. <laughs> well, you need more than one person to play instruments, right? For a band. But yeah, Jimmy Buffett's also such a nice guy, or was rest in peace. Jimmy Buffett was such a nice guy that he would like be fine with me being terrible on instruments around him, and he'd be like, "That sounds real good." He'd be like, "Oh, you're jamming." Plus, I would love to be taught how to play guitar and stuff by Jimmy Buffett. Like. What a great time that would be. Okay, what did I miss? Okay, so for my musical heart of your team, Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black would have been good. Jack Black could have been your oh, Samwise Gamgee. He would have also brought everyone together. That yeah, is, a he would have been your Samwise Gamgee. And for personal guy, for survival instincts, guy that could probably mow down a million and one zombies and probably uh, a bunch of other things. Oh, there's two here. I just thought of another one. You could do Vin Diesel from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Yeah. Or the one that I was thinking of, James Bond. Oh, James Bond is good. I almost went with Joe Maginello. Maginello? Joe Mags, who from uh, True Blood, because he plays oh. D&D. And I think he would be able to convince everyone else to also play with me. Yeah, he's a big nerd. He's a, if he's a big nerdy actor, he can convince your other more, you know, traditional actors. I should have gone with at least him over James Buffett, I think. But I'm sticking with my group. I'm pretty happy with them. I think we're going to survive, but just not as long as Jacob does. Let's say if we meet up, then both of our teams round out each other's teams perfectly. That's what we need to do, is figure out a way to all get together. And we need to figure out what Brady, who's Brady's bringing. Yeah, next time you can't make an intro. I'll have okay, Brady's we'll just, next intro is just going to be Brady. I really want to know his answers. Well, thanks everyone for sticking around probably for this too long intro, depending on how well I'm able to cut it down. Uh, we'll get to an episode with Brady actually here right now as we get back to the action. Hello. Previously, you worked your way up to the roof of Subtropolis and started planning how to scope out the identity of Frida. You talked to Johnny Hertz for a while, and at the very end, you learned that he has a pretty big inkling that Frida is someone who works or lives or stays at the courthouse. He just said that to you. Oh, wow. Okay. He mutes it pre uh, briefly and is like, well, that's convenient, and then unmutes it. <laughs> this is something else. Have you ever seen, did you ever see them again? Or is that the only time you've ever seen this person? Only time. Did, when you hmm. say near the courthouse, did they go in? I didn't see him go in the courthouse, but 
it was like I was going through an alleyway and they definitely turned right in the direction of the courthouse. And by the time I went there, there was no one. It was like gone. Then just the courthouse in front of me. And I tried to double back, look around the corners, and I could not find them anywhere. I then I did a rare switch into tracker mode and tried to follow their trail. I don't I only pull that out for special occasions. And in tracker mode, I was not able to find any footprints at all. <laughs> Very wraith like in movement. Huh. All right. Well, thanks. No problem. So don't mention I talked to you or do mention uh, I uh, talked to you. Don't don't mention you talk to us. We're we're kinda on the run right now. Again. Don't yeah, okay. but also stop saying that we're killing people. We're not assassins. <laughs> I will say that. I cannot speak for Crandall. Okay. Fair uh, enough. All right. <laughs> I don't think anybody gives him any credibility anyway. I don't know. He's becoming pretty popular. In some cases I'm a little bit jealous. Like our viewership is like more than double. He does have a great radio voice. He does. I wish I sounded as smooth and cool as him. I think you're doing just fine, Johnny. Okay, I gotta get back to the show. Good luck. Ocean's gonna immediately put the radio on to Johnny Hurt's show. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Who is Frida? A question many of us have asked themselves. Uh, he doesn't you listen for a while, he doesn't mention you at all that's exactly what i was looking for okay but he does start talking about freedom so book is conveniently the right in front of the courthouse uh book is going to focus his binoculars at the courthouse i, I think we should kind of i think we take, should definitely yeah take a location I'm, I'm gonna take the courthouse i think somebody should take frida's alley and somebody else should take maybe callista's house hmm. oh, there's two of you weird no there's three of us two of you there's juniper <laughs> There's two of me and two of you. <laughs> yeah. Juniper can see stuff. Yeah. Ocean turns to Juniper and is like, you want in on this? <laughs> We're staking out. I don't have any binoculars. We oh, have an extra pair. True. Okay. Yeah. It's a car. We have lots of shit in here. I open the glove compartment. I take out a pair of binoculars i like how we're also dangling upside down right now <laughs> are we upside down i thought we were like i thought we were right side up i, I guess i've used you guys like wedged in a corner okay right side up okay so yeah, maybe angles a little bit that down. makes more sense too because i think i said my pitons are in the front back and on the top so i think dangling down like a car looks like a car stuck in a spider web i imagine yeah you're like spider-man when he's on the corner of a building yeah so yeah ocean will guess we'll watch frida's alley that leaves me with callistos yeah do you know anything about Frida and Juniper, by the way? No, I've never seen her. I know the art. I know she doesn't like hickory, but besides that, nothing really. People talk about her all the time, but I don't trust anything anyone in the bar says. Yeah, it's kind of the same boat that we're in. We've actually done various odd jobs for her, and we still have never met her face to face. Man, you guys probably could have tried to like lure her out with like a request or a payment or something like that. I think that ship sailed after they framed us for murders and stuff. Plus, they usually contact us, and it's not the other way around. I don't actually know how we would contact them. Both of you give me a read a such roll. All right, read a sitch. That is an eight for Ocean. That's a six for Book. Six! Six! That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, give me one question, Ocean, for all of y'all. Oh, Wait, damn. That means I don't even get to use my question about... Oh, God. How did you get a six? I rolled two twos, and it's plus two. Oh, damn. I just, it's good math. My question... Damn. I literally... Who hears keeping secrets from the rest? Who hears most afraid? What is the source of the most pain or fear? I have these questions... For this purpose, uh, oh. 
and I can't use God. them. I'm trying to roll back. Oh, this is tough. This is a very important question. <laughs> yeah, you have the one key question. The question that I can think of is what represents the best opportunity for me to find Frida is what I am leaning towards asking. Do you have any other suggestions or any other ideas? It's very broad. It is very broad, but... What is our best opportunity for us to spot Frida in the alley, maybe? Or like, lure. so I have an idea for something we can do, not necessarily something we can ask. Okay, what's your idea? My idea is we ask Johnny slash Crandall after hours to go and like mess up one of Frida's murals. Mm. And then hopefully that will lure Frida out to repair it. That's not a bad idea. So like put some graffiti up. Like, uh, what's a what's a derogatory word for somebody who's trying to incite a revolution? Pinko scum. Sure. Is that really it? <laughs> no. I was about to say, is that really <laughs> like radical? Like, uh, yeah, radical's cool as an as the Ninja Turtle here. Terrorist, like that kind of stuff. I like that idea. Is there maybe a way to, instead of maybe defacing one of the artworks, encourage her to create a new piece of art? Because I'm not sure if she'd. Re- it has frida in the past repaired any graffiti do we know certainly when like cakery's men have covered it up they've usually okay gone back over it or even enhanced it further and it got to the point where basically they stopped doing that and not many other people would want to mess with that so, so we can have johnny hertz and crandall frame yeah front cover up the painting look like hickory and stuff have done it okay so what's a good question to help us facilitate that i'm gonna say then my question is what represents the best opportunity for us to lure frida out to the alley to repair a damaged painting you know there's one of frida's earlier works it's probably been there the whole time you guys have been aware of even who frida is so it was made before they were particularly popular i would say um is this giraffe that's whole neck extends up above the top of a building and goes around the corner and the whole bottom part has like all this dark smog and clouds and then the top it's like very sunny with all of these delicious looking plants even to humans the plants look delicious and it's this big happy giraffe it's a great piece of graffiti on the top it's a great graffiti piece i like that a lot Frida clearly has a soft spot for that one. There's a lot of references in some of their other work where they put like a little small giraffe with that same smiley face, even with things that don't have any important meaning behind it. Okay. They just seem to like to copy that sort of very early tag that they made. And it also has been touched up since that original painting. Okay. There's not much wind or weather down here, but it still fades away over time and it's been touched up at least a few times. Okay. And it's uh pretty prominent on the corner of one of the buildings in Frida's Alley, so it would be easy for you guys to spot it if that was one that gets fixed. Wait, you said giraffe? Yes. When Frida when the when Hickory covers up art, do they usually just like whitewash it over? Or do they what uh it depends on the person. It seems like most likely they would have like just a bunch of white paint because they do like take care of buildings fix stuff things like that so the most common would be just white paint if it was just like one of hickory's dick men being drunk he may just like spray paint over (laughs) it with something but all right so i think probably if ocean turns to book and says okay i think if we can whitewash a good bit of that painting to cover it up have johnny and crandall do that i think that would look like a coordinated effort from hickory to cover up that painting but i think we should make it 
we don't want the barrier to entry to be very high. Like we don't want Frida to think it's going to take them ages to do it, right? We want to make it so that they think, hey, this is important to me, so I'm going to fix it. But it's also easy for me to fix, so there's no reason not to. You know what I mean? What if we have Crandall and Johnny Hurts turn the smile of the giraffe into a frown? Fuck yes. The saddest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) To whitewash over the mouth, the face, and paint a frowning giraffe on the top. Yes. Because if her smiling giraffe is the sign, is one of her calling cards, then a frowning giraffe sounds like it'd be somebody that put up that would be intentionally trying to go against her and erase her message. Why do giraffes seem familiar? I don't know. I don't even know what the hell a giraffe is. That's the only one I've ever seen. No, I think, oh man. Callista and I used to talk about animals. I'm, I don't, but for whatever reason, hmm, I feel like she liked giraffes, but I could be wrong. Ooh. I'll have to go back and listen to our old episodes. Go re-listen <laughs> to every episode. I think this is a good plan. I think we should tune back in and see if we can find a spot to call. I'm very excited about this plan. Johnny Hurts. <laughs> and then I ate the whole thing. <laughs> wow. Wow. That literally it's here in my eye that was the most beautiful story i've ever heard oh i can't man as everyone takes a breather from that let's go to some quick commercials i'm kind of sad that we missed that story we're radioing in howdy i assume it's you guys are you ready to activate sneak mode oh god what do you need (laughs) 30 minutes later you see the shack open up and standing in front of it is a man with a big, long leather duster and a huge 10-gallon hat. Oh my and he immediately God. starts crouching to the ground and moving slowly, so, so painfully slowly, towards the middle of town. We're just tracking him the whole time, just moving. This is not the even best idea the ever. whole head. Just slow. It's very easy to track yeah. him. Oh you see him, he, he's just basically crawling he's doing like almost uh, like a duck walk is that what it's called yeah. when you're crouched down squatting on your and legs yeah your legs have to you're you have to a high knee yeah to keep moving i think that's along. a duck walk i mean that's how duck walks so if it's not that's what it should <laughs> that's be how a duck walks. and uh he's going from building to building you see him take a very circuitous path all the way around frida's alley like he loops around it like three times before he finally gets to the corner where there is this long fire escape ladder that he starts climbing up, but after two rungs, his hat hits the metal barriers around it, and he has to remove the hat and put it on a trash can to the side before he starts climbing back up that ladder. Ocean turns to to uh, Book and says, "I I don't think Johnny's very good at sneak mode. I, I never I never thought he was. I'm not even." <laughs> worried about that i still i'm still watching the courthouse by the way you're watching the courthouse and i was watching that okay you just probably had the binoculars backwards wrong sideways so it looked further away than it was i don't know if i just don't know about different types of binoculars but have you guys noticed in lots of movies and tv shows they have them backwards Mm -hmm. i have not actually i haven't paid that much is that like a joke or is it just them not understanding I don't understand. And I don't mean like as a comedy. It's usually in like a yeah, freaking. I've never light. noticed. I'm going to pay close attention to that now. Meaning they're holding them backwards or they show it backwards. They're holding them backwards. Not that they show it backwards. Yeah. 
I've never noticed that. But there maybe there's a fancy type of binoculars that has like more little tiny lenses. Oh, on the front. yeah, it but depends. Normally they go from small to big. Yeah, They're they almost... can. Sometimes they go same to same. It it depends. It's it's the shape the the shape of the lens is more important. The the reason they go from small to big is because I don't know fucking because because of the the when the light is the it goes together because your eyes a certain size and a lens being bigger is better. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> more more field of view. May I don't fucking know. I hate when they show binoculars being shaped like like an eight when really it's a circle. When you when you look through binoculars, you look through a circle. Yeah, but how else would you let people know? Because they because they put the binoculars to their eyes and then it's a fucking circle. Yeah, I've never really thought about that, but yeah, that doesn't make any sense the way also, they show. Also, I wish it. they showed the separation sometimes, like when you don't focus your eyes right and the the circle kind of floats around. Like that would be cool to see. In a movie, make a movie. Yeah, need a movie to. with accurate binocular portrayal. Fuck yeah! That's all In our adaptation of a of Oops All Apocalypse for the big screen, the we're musical. gonna make sure this scene in particular is insanely accurate to real life binoculars, and also is accurately long for a real stakeout. So just like a yes. whole episode of just watching through the binoculars. It's also going to be a stage play, not a TV show. And to show the binoculars, we will have giant circles that we will have on the stage that we'll make sure are the correct way. And when we want it out of focus, we'll just kind of shake them real That's quick. That's a great idea. And we'll also intersperse a musical number during the binoculars. So that way we get some more dramatic effect. We play a dramatical yeah. musical number of ocean and book singing about binoculars. As you look down, <laughs> the draft now has a very subtle frown on its face. How subtle? Medium subtle. Okay. He, he did like put white paint first, right? if that's what you asked him to do yeah we want him to like white out the head of the wash and redraw it yeah just a a frowny face at the end of the neck of the giraffe yeah and he put some white paint so it like comes down from the top of the building and is on the side as well so it's someone passing by would easily be able to see that someone's messed with this perfect yes 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 now we have to wait 24 hours for you to notice and then how are you guys peeing jugs okay (laughs) moving on (laughs) how he pooping nope you gotta hold that shit if the astronauts can hold it we can hold yeah. it i don't think they do hold it oh they do for a while that one astronaut wore a diaper that's true when she went to go murder that guy. that's true <laughs> it's the funniest story that's about murdering <laughs> someone ever um it's the wildest thing uh you, you guys see uh johnny hurts work his way back into his shack eventually is there radio station 24 7 or is it no, but it is a lot of the day. Okay. It's too much of the day. Ocean wants to dial in one last time to Johnny Hertz. To call him or to listen in? Call him, because I don't think we can. Okay, I don't think yeah. he's on air right now, right? Yes. No, he's off air. Hey, guys. Oh, wait. Sorry, I can leave sneak mode. Hey, guys. What's up? You got it done? All done. All according to shit. I left my hat. <laughs> Fuck. Well, that's okay. Don't hickory's men wear hats. I got to go back. Is your name in it? Probably. You don't know if you put your name in your hat? I put my name on almost everything. Okay, Fair well, go get your hat. But before you go, in the morning when you go back on air, I need you to do one thing for us. Yeah? I need you to have a segment about how it looks like Hickory's men have defaced another one of Frida's paintings. Ooh, this is weird in a journalistic ethics type of way. But it sounds like a good story. How about, how about, you, how about you just speculate? You say... One of Frida's paintings has definitely been defaced. Most likely, sus. Who? Let's let's talk about what the most likely likely suspects are. Yeah, and and then just let Crandall go for it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that way we know for sure 
that she'll love because I'm sure she listens into your show. Yeah, almost everyone. At the does. very least, if she's not listening in, then she'll get word of mouth from it. So, okay. Well, thank you, Johnny. That's that's really all we need to talk about. We'll be listening tomorrow. Over and out. You see him run back to Gizmo. <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. His description of someone who is either a spider monkey or a panther is really suspect to me because spider monkeys and panthers share almost no features. <laughs> yeah. That is true. They are very distinctly different animals. <laughs> I think we need to broaden our our profile. Yeah, I think we should probably just disregard most of the things we hear from Johnny Hurt's show. Yeah. Okay, so you guys just stake out? Yeah, at this point, we're going to stake out. Ocean passes the, the bag of chips to Juniper's. Like, you want some of this? Yeah, I haven't seen anything abnormal at Callista's. He's holding his binoculars backwards. <laughs> And he gently mushes into a Cheeto. <laughs> okay. All right. Did you, uh, did you find the lighthouse? Yeah. Oh, shit. It. I forgot. He was the one that told you to go find it. Yeah. That's why we were going to talk to you, I think. <laughs> that might have been shit. part of why we were going. It's been such a blur. So much happened in such a short period of time. It's been a long day. But yeah. Yeah. We found it. Do you want, do you want to tell him about it, book? Yes, I'm still watching the courthouse, but I regale him with the story of us saving crinkle fries and then almost getting getting coated in poop and getting needled by little buzzer bugs and then crawling into the lighthouse, meeting the dying man, finding another video from my father, and then finding out that I had a sister. That was the big one. I was wondering if you were going to confront him about having a sister. Did you know that I had a sister? Yeah, Ella. Yeah, she went with your parents. I had no... Her, what's her name? You forgot Ella. I had no idea. Wow, that's weird. You were pretty old when they left. I mean, I was 10. Yeah, I remember shit from when I was 10. I remember some shit. I know, I know he doesn't, but... I mean, I, I, I just... It just... They left so... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they, they mostly left for her. You know that, right? No. I don't know anything. Yeah, they left for her. She was real sick, and they thought the surface would help her. Huh. And then they were going to come back for you. Then they never did. Thanks, Ocean. I forgot. It's just muttering a loud book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sure gives me a lot to think about. Thank you for never mentioning this prior to this point in my life. I thought you knew. Fair enough. Did you know book as a child, Juniper? Like... I'm friends with his parents type. Yeah. Did, did he seem like he... He seemed... He seemed the same. Yeah. Normal, fine. Well, in my defense, <laughs> let's say, even if I did... Rem I mean, it was only the last... Would have been the last nine months, and then it sounds like they left right after she was born. So... Yeah, she was really I didn't young. really have much time to make an impression. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Do I see any people in cloaks still? <laughs> Uh, you don't, because you failed your roll. We're not, re not re-rolling now that's a new day? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> don't get one roll per day. That's not how this works at Is all. Is it not? But yeah, you're watching the courthouse, and daytime comes up, so a lot of people wake up, start moving around. Town gets pretty busy. You realize it'd be pretty hard to keep track of too much, but like people could easily get by you at this point. But you keep watching, and you guys go all day. Do you guys like take any nap breaks or anything like that um, or are you guys just powering through 48 hours i think we'd have to take shifts yeah 
I think we'd at the do you want at the very least. Who would you want to? What's the one place you would let fall out of your? Well, I think because you're watching three places, oh, so you have to rotate. Well, I think probably you can, Callista. You can move your eyes around, though. Yeah, but I think Callista would be the one that we're paying the least attention to, all things considered. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think the so, court- yeah, when one person's sleeping, Callista's stops getting watched as closely. Obviously, you can still look over every once in a while, but when you're trying to track bunch of little people down there moving around it's pretty hard uh nighttime comes you do listen to the daytime morning radio show of johnny hertz and he mentions everything you asked him to mention at nighttime much fewer people are coming in and out of the courthouse it's pretty much dead everyone there's people out back just hanging out just like you saw when you broke in mostly in the barracks ocean after a while you didn't see anyone uh, around Frida's Alley or come up to it, but you notice the artwork looks a little different. Huh? As you look closer, you see the smile's been fixed. Not all the white stuff has been fixed, and you quickly, you were just looking at it like a, a minute ago, so you know they've got to be close. So you start panning around, trying to look through your binoculars in all the different corners. I pronounce binoculars. Weird. Binoculars. 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 Uh, you start panning around trying to find someone because just a second ago it was clearly still sad giraffe and now it's happy giraffe and you see someone spray painting on the opposite corner of the building and it's a huge eye that looks like it's staring directly at you oh shit and you see a cloaked figure slide down wait, 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 wait. the, the painting is a huge eye yep in the opposite corner from the giraffe and it's look actually towards you. And guys. it's looking right it's at. Looking oh right shit! And you see a cloaked figure slide down from the edges. Uh, if you want to try to track them, you can give yeah, me a try something. Definitely trying to track them at this point. Would I get the plus one for this? For acting? Uh, yeah, you can okay. use the plus one. Oh, perfect! That pushed me up to a ten. Um, so you lose them a bunch of times with your binoculars. They go down alleys that you can't follow. Uh, but you pull out further so you can see a wider field of view. You got some fancy binoculars on you. Ocean has the best ones, obviously. Clearly. Uh, I'm the better lookout. Uh, and you're panning around. You catch them a few times. And there's for a second, you can get a much closer view. And the description that Johnny Hertz gave you does actually seem accurate for the clothing, at least. Uh, and from what you can see at this distance, build-wise, it is definitely someone smaller than you. Maybe book size maybe even a little smaller than book hard to tell with all the clothes uh, but then they dart down another alley and then you keep following them and eventually they make their way back up to the courthouse and you see them skirt around the outside climb into one of the windows and disappear what ocean turns to book she went into the courthouse she went into the courthouse were they were they moving like with ease or were they moving like like how youthfully were they moving they looked like they're moving pretty youthfully certainly not with a broken back from a pool table that's what i'd say and they know where we are maybe that's so fucking weird okay ocean turns to boy and says i've i've got an idea it's not a good one but it's an idea and he uh, releases all of (laughs) (laughs) ocean looks back over towards the the courthouse at the window that the figure crawled through and he's gonna open his mind to the psychic maelstrom give me that open your mind to the psychic maelstrom roll i think this is the first time i've actually rolled 
open your mind to the psychic maelstrom with uh, a positive weird. Oh. So maybe I'll, I think I failed literally every other time. So let's see if maybe this is it. This is the time. Am I finally, finally going to not destroy the world every time I go into this? This is a, such a risky roll, I will say, <laughs> while you're looking at that result. Oh. It's a 12, baby. Because you're dangling over the, over the courthouse specifically. <laughs> you could still trigger vision and have him detach all the pitons. Well, uh, the pitons are, they gotta be manually let go. I think he's got, I think he's got, since we're doing a stakeout, I think he's got it. No, 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 so I know, but anymore. last time you had a vision, you threw a shovel into someone's chest. Yeah, That's I would true. need to come up with a situation where he was like pranking a bunch of things. Yeah. 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 12. Full success. Making up for the damn snake eyes that I rolled. Read me what it says for a full success. When you open your brain to the world's psychic maelstrom, roll plus weird. On any hit, the world's psychic maelstrom fills your perception. Ask the MC what you see and feel. And if the MC has any questions for you, answer them. On a 10 plus hit, you can try to control it and or interrogate it. But on a 7 to 9, you're just along for the ride. On a miss, be prepared for the worst. Psychic maelstrom roll we've had in the entire show. <laughs> to try and guide it, Ocean is wants to open his mind to track the figure and see if he can identify them and see if they take off their disguise and see where they're going in the courthouse. That's what he's going to try and guide the maelstrom to show him. Okay, you're leaning, your seatbelt is like tight against your shoulder as you're leaning over the edge looking down into the courthouse where they've just jumped out of your vision into this window and your eyes kind of unfocus, and you see all these little dots of all the courthouse windows blinking at you. It seems like maybe one of those quick little power outages went through the area. What does Ocean think about this person? What do they think is the most likely description of them? Do you have any ideas of who it would be? Like, who does Ocean actually believe? So he's imagining this person as being... They are clearly very agile, so they have, they're probably pretty thin in good shape and probably decently strong in order to, you know, sleek around like the way they do, climb up things and uh, avoid being noticed. So they're probably a smaller frame, pretty thin, in good shape, young, not like a child or anything, but on the younger, definitely younger and probably more our age than somebody older. And he suspects Frida's a woman, is what he thinks, but the more he thinks about it, he's not really ever sure, but he's just always assumed. So that's kind of what he's looking for, from what he's seen, from watching the person and his assumptions about Frida. Like a series of gears in a watch, the roof of the courthouse just uncoils, cranks apart, and you can see into it, and you don't know how much of this is actually real or what isn't but you just see lots of people sleeping some people walking around you think you see someone of the stature of hickory pacing back and forth in that behind that giant courtroom uh where you know book went and talked for him talked with him for quite a while you feel this shadow and you get the feeling of that smiling giraffe the first time you looked at it when you see this shadow like this nice little cute happy thing uh, and you try to follow that around through the building as it goes deeper and deeper. And it doesn't go far from this window. It turns down one hallway that seems to be mostly empty. From what you can see, it looks like there's a lot of storage rooms. There's a room just filled with papers on one side. Uh, there's a server room that looks dusty. 
and unused. And then what's clearly like a little bedroom. Uh, this is much nicer than most of the places, certainly like in the barracks. Uh, and they dive into that room quickly. Not literally diving, but move with haste. Yeah, like ducks into it. Yeah, ducks <laughs> into the room, closes the door behind them. In like one fluid motion, this whole get up of multi-layered clothing and ponchos is just sloughed off right onto the ground. And you see a young woman, probably upper 20s, maybe 30s. It's hard to tell from your psychic maelstrom vision. Uh, now just wearing a tank top. And they have tattoos all down the top three quarters of their arms. And then they just stop. Like perfect three quarter sleeves at the bottom. And you see them quickly change into other clothes. And they're super nice. It's actually like a pantsuit that looks very fancy and they put on a big flashy watch and you you get a good look at their face and you don't really recognize them you feel like it could be someone you've seen around hickory's men before but like a name does not come out at all they put their hair up and go back into the hallway and you see them walk right into hickory's room and close the door behind them and then the top just cranks back closed just what hmm Sorry, you said they walked into Hickory's room, like his bedroom? His office. Ooh, but he also yeah. does live attached to that. But from what his his vision was, Hickory was still up pacing back and forth. Sounds like we know where huh. to look for that cassette tape. Not cassette tape. It's a videotape. Video cassettes are a thing. You're too young to know that. So yeah, Ocean turns to Book and's like, oh, I've seen her. I know who she is. I mean, I don't know who she is, but I think I could find her now. But she went inside the courtroom. I, I think she's one of Hickory's. Well, what would Frida be doing with Hickory? Sounds like they're deep undercover or they're, I don't know, something else. Question, do you know where they might have hidden the video cassette? Because that's really all we need. We don't, we don't need to don't... unmask Frida as long as we can get the original video. I saw where she went in the barracks, but that's really all I saw. I don't know if that's where she would be or where that's the cassette would be. Well, I think I know where she is in the, in the barracks. As far as I'm concerned, that's the first place we should look. Do you think we should talk to Callista? Ask her what she knows of Frida? We don't necessarily have to pressure her and make it seem like we're trying to, you know, find her, but I'm sure we can probably... I know she's close to her, so I'm sure we could probably do something to talk to her about... to learn more about Frida as a person without making her suspect that we're, you know, gonna uncover or anything. Maybe we could bluff and say that we know more than we actually do. I don't know how we want to play this. I trust your judgment, though. I, if you think we should talk to Callista, I say let's do it. I just think we should learn more about Frida. If we learn more about her, there might be a way where we can confront her without actually having to, you know, go to the courthouse. What's your Is your goal to confront Frida or to get the tape? Because I was planning on just trying to get the tape. I would like to talk to her. We've never met her face to face. I'd like to know her intentions. Okay. What is she trying to accomplish with this? I know I know she's got revolutionary thoughts, but why us? But if we talk to her, she could destroy the tape. So I think our f priority should be to get the tape first and then confront her with the tape. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I can. Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right. How are you going to do that? Well, first we <laughs> got to get down from the ceiling. First we got, yeah, we got to talk to Callista. And first thing's actually... Hey, Juniper, do you, do you know anything about this person? And he's going to describe the woman that he saw. Not, nothing really stands out. Um, fancy clothes, you said? Yeah. That's definitely weird. The tattoos. No, I haven't seen anyone with tattoos like that. No, some of Hickory's people, the ones who dress fancy are usually like work in the court. 
system, which there's not many of. There's just like a few of them. I don't even know what they do because like Hickory just basically decides when people should be arrested. But that's the only thing I can. I don't think I haven't seen anyone like that in my bar. You know, book. Do you think we could get your cult together? My what? My cult? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a yeah. cult. I have well, a following. You got all these people that are following us. I, I have a following. I think it could be useful to gather everybody up and maybe have them meet someplace out in Subtropolis so we could actually, you know, come face to face, figure out what they know, and maybe come up with a game plan on what to accomplish here. So maybe if we work as a group, we can form some kind of distraction to get into the barracks a lot easier. Alternatively, we can just descend right now like a little spider and <laughs> land on the roof of the barracks and then extract easily by just getting back in the spider and zipping our way out. I think that's a pretty fun idea. It is nighttime, right? It is nighttime. And we are right above the, the courthouse, yeah. Yep. And I have my disguise. I don't know if I want to be there again. It made it too easy for you to throw me. I'm sorry about that. I never <laughs> apologized. I'm really sorry about that. It just seemed like the only way to get uh, to really throw pistachio off his game what i don't get is you could have literally thrown anything yeah but 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 i had to put my hands up so he thought i was surrendering it was a little it was a little it was a little fake a little, a little you already fake. told them you were not surrendering you said you were leaving <laughs> um i feel like it worked so i don't think you should be really you know interrogating me on it. it well it hurt my feelings and my feelings are valid your feelings are valid and i apologized for throwing you and i'm very sorry for throwing you genuinely very sorry for throwing you <laughs> would you do it again in the same circumstance in the if it happened again no because i've already done it once and you would expect it i don't think you should put me on your head <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Keep your dials tuned to this channel. This week, there's a pretty good chance you may get a little special bonus treat. If it doesn't come out this week, it's because someone was not well enough behaved. Another reminder, if you are using Google Podcasts, that it's going away very soon, so please subscribe to us in some other podcatcher that you like. Or for some other possible recommendations, go to stew.cool slash listen. The music and editing was performed by Stu Masterson, Brady McDonough makes all the art, and Jacob dances like nobody's watching. Love you, bye. The hills are alive <laughs> with the <this> sound <laughs> of eyes.